Well, this is it. I mean, it's coming up. This is it. In a few scenes, it's coming up with yeah. Romeo. Clay is the motherfucking bad guy from here on out. He's the biggest enemy of anyone. Don't you know that the music should be solemn? This is Theo Rossi. This is Kim Coates. And this is Theory. Hey, Kim Coates. Hey, Theo Rossi, what are we doing now? What are we doing here now, Theo? Guess what? What? Our new show, Theory, with Theo Rossi and Kim Coates, yeah. is on Patreon, and it's yeah. live. <laughs> Isn't it so much fun, Rossi? I mean, all kidding aside, it is fun to do. So uh, our new show is live. You're listening to Reaper Reviews, but our new show, Theory, with Theo Rossi and Kim Coates is on Patreon. So why don't you go over there and check it out? Oh, and if you're here, what should they do, Kim? They should subscribe. They should give a review. They should join. Because we're all in this together. I mean, we have been since last May. And now it's this May almost. We're all in it together, peeps. Subscribe. Review. Get it out there. We love you. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> Do you hear this now? Yeah. It says when we're recording. Okay, so we got a new girl coming on to tell us when we're recording. That's nice. Yeah. When almost she got paid is recording in progress. Yeah, this must be recording in progress. A new part of it. A new thing? So weird. Come on, Theo. We're in we're in fucking, you know, season four. Episode six. How dare we're living in like 2037. We know so what that. we're talking about now is when you hit record on this thing, which I do, all right? We don't have a giant team here. It's running, <laughs> I'm running the tech side. Well, I'm on a cleanse right now, so get yeah, ready for my next part. So team. I'm a bit of a giant, but that's a different So way. I hit it, and now there's an animated or whatever, an AI voice that says recording now. So it's just kind of, it's jarring. This is our first time hearing it. Uh, I'm a bit shocked. Theo. A bit shocked. A bit shocked. <laughs> so you're on a cleanse. How's that feeling? You know, it's only day two, so how do you do? Yeah. It's a five-dayer, um, and that'll be my final. Oh, have you, we noticed? Yeah, I mean, you're, I like, mean, clear, on, you're, like, you're like a on, clear passages client. You should I'm be- a clear passages client now. I'm slowly, what we're talking about for all you beautiful people listening, and we love you, is I'm getting ready for my next part, and so mm-hmm. I'm shaving off my facial hair other than my burns now. My final, uh, my final deal will be with the makeup and hair department when I get to New York in a week, I think pretty coming up. So, um, yeah. So one more cleanse five dayer. I'm doing a Theo Rossi. I'm drinking tea. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There you go. There's that tea. Mm-hmm. I told you before this, that that nose deserves a mustache, but while I, I think, you know, obviously I can't wait because you're so I'm, true. I'm watching you become this part um, in your everyday life, you know, when, when it's just you that knows that knows longs for a mustache. <laughs> <laughs> Have I told you the story? I think I do with Stacy DeHart, my trainer in Toronto. I go, I go, I was bitching about my nose. I was bitching about it. She goes, but it's your nose. Yeah. It's your nose. Yeah. But yeah, no, a stash underneath this schnoz. Does a lot for this. Takes the edge off. It takes the edge off. 
<laughs> Takes the edge off. <laughs> how you doing there, Skinny? You getting ready for your? You got? Well, am I allowed to say how many gigs you got coming up, or are we going to keep that under half? Well, let's an hour? wait till they're all official. But yeah, I mean, we're 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 gonna we're gonna start the the process soon. You know, we're in the middle of the move here and moving moving. I, stressful. Yeah, you know what it is. I don't know if it's it's what's stressful about moving for us is we're we're minimizing everything. We're getting rid of it, like everything we have. Wow. Like everything and starting new, like we're just getting rid of it and decluttering because we've moved so much. What's weird about moving is that every time you think you've made progress, you're like, oh, there's, <laughs> I haven't done anything. And, uh, and the date is just rapidly approaching as I we get did ready. so nothing today. We felt like we did so much. Well, it's it like that. It's just cleaning out a bathroom and you're like, oh, Wow, there's a whole other thing over there. And why do I have 96 old toothbrushes? Like, what am I doing? <laughs> so, so I'm trying to do that minimalist declutter, get rid of everything. But yeah, we're excited. Uh, everybody's excited to coming up to move and to get into the hopefully the spot that I'm staying in for a very long time. I haven't been anywhere for a long time in a while. I mean, you've been in your house in LA for how long? This one? Yeah. Uh 21 years. Yeah, I'm dying. That's that's what I'm hoping this one is. Yeah. This one with the kids is the one that 20 something years from now I'm like, yeah, I live in the same house. Like I'm I'm hoping because I've moved so much that I need You have. Help. Yeah. A lot. Like you weird, have weird weird amounts. I rode past your Eagle Rock I love spot about yeah. 3 weeks ago when I first I finished that last movie I did and I was on my yeah. bike and I was in that area and I went, ha, let's go see how Rossi's, you know, gate is and the house is. I love that house. It's a great house, man. Great. House, a lot of good memories. Great neighbors, great people. We all still talk, um, you know, it just really great neighborhood. I, I mean, Eagle Rock, that was my favorite place that I lived in LA. I've lived in a bunch of places there. Um, but yeah, I'm hoping this is the one I want to get the boys. Good for you. And so then, excited for you. Yeah. So, so we're doing that. And then, yeah, I'll take off for those few gigs and you and I will be doing these in our remote locations looking wildly different. And oh, it's giving me a nightmare for me. I don't know what I'm doing. I can't figure it out. Thea, what button? What light? Yeah. How come that doesn't work? Laptop. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. How's the light now? It's going to be absolute shit show. And I'm getting rid of this hair, which is going to be interesting. I'm yes, excited. you are. I know for yeah. what I can't say. No, I can't. I'm going to miss the hair. I kind of like having Your long fucking hair. fucking hair's been rocking it, man. Young, young, a young, I was going to say Jim Coates. You're a young Jim Coates. Jim yeah. Coates. Yeah, Jim Coates. Uh, Jim Coates. You know him. I'm playing but in Jim everything, Coates. that guy. Oh, no, Kim, you mean Kim Coates? No, 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 Jim Coates. <laughs> no, Jim. Jim. He's from Alberta. He's not- <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure there's a Jimmy Coates out there listening right now going, they're talking about me. They're talking about me, ma. Yeah. When those photos came out from the magazine, most of the comments were like, you're turning into Kim Coates. And then the other Wait, one. Not. Yeah. Not- yeah. Well, the one they, I don't know if they were talking about that, but yeah, that, but that are photo, they out now? They're out. Yeah. Oh, fuck, dude. Yeah. They're out. They got well, what, where do we where do we see them? Where do we fucking pick it up? What magazine? Do you remember? It's called Shown S C H O N. It's like a wow, magazine. cool man. 
Yeah. Those photos were off the freaking charts. Yeah, they were fun. That was a weird, it, you know, it was we a weird old day, huh? Yeah, we did it like a movie. You know, we set it up like a scene. And what I loved about that photographer, James, he's one of the best in the business. He's just a young gunslinger. He brings like eight or nine cameras and none of them are digital. They're all filmed. Yeah, so, he, so you can't do that ego thing where you're like, oh, let me see it. Let me see. Let me look. Let me yeah, there's no. none of that. It's just like, let's fire and let's create this movie, this film that we're telling the story of. So we were doing scenes and uh, it was a lot of fun. It was at this cool house in LA. It was the day after I ended that shoot. So what's funny is when I posted the pictures of the magazine shoot, I had to put like a disclaimer. Hey guys, I transformed my body physically and mentally, right. you know, for this role. So don't flood the comments with why are you so skinny? Right. Because What's wrong with you, you? Let me tell you is for a role. And still two to three out of 10 are like, are you okay? Yeah, are you sick? Sure. Are sure. you sick? For sure. And it's like, and, and I, and I get it. And I'm almost like, can you just read what I just, nope. no, you can't read. That's too hard. Reading is it's hard. too hard. <laughs> I had to send a tweet out a couple of weeks ago, Theo, because people keep asking me, are you going to be on the Mayans? Are you going to be on the Mayans? Holy shit. And oh I have, God. I have, I've mentioned here and there on my Twitter feed over the last couple of years, and no one seems to either read or no, whatever. No, no, no. And so I had to send out one big thing that literally said, let's turn the volume down. I haven't seen the show. I hear it's fucking great. I hear it's really good. Yeah, some of my boys are on it, yeah. like Emilio and Dion. Yeah, I best. fucking love them all. JD's the best, but they but they haven't great. asked me, and so I'm my own guy, and I I I don't know what right. else to tell you. It is what it is. It is what it is. But people are wild. People like I'm I'm such a uh, uh, an observer of human behavior and a seeker. Like, and I don't I don't answer. You know, like people are wild, right? Like you almost like look at like a comment you read and go, is that real? Right. Like, yeah. you know, yeah. someone, someone said to me the other day, someone said, uh, this was wild. Someone goes, I loved you in that role. Like, I loved you in the role, but I just don't understand. Why don't you have tattoos? Like, I would have liked it better if you had tattoos. Like, why don't you have tattoos on your arm? Like, that would have been, been really cool if you had tattoos. And I'm like, what? take it easy, bud. Like, it's okay. <laughs> like, it's okay. <laughs> Like just enjoy. Me. Uh, it's yeah, okay. You can't win for winning. You can't win for winning. And then I can't uh, tell you how to succeed, but I can tell you how to <laughs> fail by trying to please everyone. People are wild. They're come wild. On. Come They're on. Just, I love it. Come on. Come on. Come people. on. Come on. Let's read. Let's are read. You ready? Everyone. You know, and this is another thing that I was I wanted to say on this podcast because I think that it's something that in today's society would be really beneficial. We are communicating in a very different way now. We communicate via text. We communicate via social media. And with that, we remove a lot of emotion and intent, right? We just do things through words and 140 characters or whatever it is, right? So when people get upset or get, you know, thrown off by, you know, a text or just reading, I, I encourage them to look deeper into it. And if it's, and what I mean by this is even if it's someone, you know, I'm trying not to be as vague as, as this, but if you're in like a group setting and something's going down that doesn't feel good for you, like you're like, oh, why is, you know, what did this person mean by that? Or they're saying this or saying that 
If it's really bothering you, I encourage you to do like a, a Zoom or a Skype or a FaceTime, like something is, or, or better, even better would be in person, because I think that you're going to get a wildly different conversation, right? Uh, that, that is so right. And can you I know? just add to that? I, I, I know that for myself, what really helps, and you, you guys know me by now. I love bank tellers. I, I I can't even go to an ATM machine. I'm. Yeah. This is all still technology to me, and it drives Ross yeah. crazy. But I have to tell you that I'm very, for me, conscious of when I say something in a text. I put a little happy face. Yes. After it, I put a little smile. Yeah. To know I'm fucking around here. I'm teasing with you right now. Yeah. But make make sure that you know that I am because I put a little because. I won't do that for like maybe my besties or my, but for yeah. anyone else, I'm making sure that that person knows I'm having fun. Yeah. Is it fun for you too? Cause I'm yeah. fucking with you right now. I'm having fun. If you don't do that, then some people don't know what, what you mean or. Yeah. Even off. Justin, even our guy, Justin wrote me something the other, the other day. And I, right. I responded not in a way of like, I was like, oh yeah, no, it meant to be this. And he goes, no, 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 man, I'm kidding. I was joking. It was a joke. Uh, I was go. referencing Perfect something example. else. And I go, and then it was like a delayed where I'm like, oh, ha, ha, ha. But like the moment it passed and Copy. I couldn't tell via text that he was kidding because I can't see the intent. That's exactly what you were talking about three minutes ago. That's how right. we started this riff. So, yeah. so this, this, this riff and to end it off, I just think that if it's something that is like ultimately bothering you, like try to do a FaceTime zoom, you know, with the person, if you can, or even if, if we're like just an audio call, because the whole text communication thing, I think is making people maybe not understand things. And they're going down into these rabbit holes emotionally over things that might not even be. They don't need correct. to do that. That's exactly right. Rossi. Silly. It's just silly. So, so here, 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 here. So that's, that's that. But Hey, with an X, which is the, uh, which is the episode um, we're in it now. I don't know. Is this episode six? Yeah. Okay. Um, I want to start by saying it's a fucking great episode. It's man. a fucking great episode. It's a fucking great episode. Rarely Rossi. Do we get an episode that has three storylines yes. that are all dynamic? Yes. We start with yours, of course, your whole thing. That's, you know, yeah. mine and my daughter. I mean, yeah. there's just there's some storylines. And, and this stuff with Clay and the cartel and, the clay and, and, and fucking answers in it. I mean, and then you got the IMA stuff. I mean, this Jesus Christ. Here's what here's what I fucking love about this episode. And I, and I think this is this is why it might be one of my favorites. And it has nothing to do with the juice thing. One. The foot was on the gas the entire episode. The move, it was always moving. The episode really never stopped moving. True. Really? Okay. Never, like nobody let their foot off the gas. Sometimes it was going 10 miles per hour. Sometimes it was going 30. Sometimes it was going 100, but the foot was it always was on the gas. Okay. That was number one. Two, everyone was involved. Everyone, like down to like Ima, Lila, Piney, every. Every single boonie, everybody was in nubs. Love. Nubs was in it. Nubs Michael, was, everybody nubs was in love. Nubs was in all love the prospects. Everybody. How do you do an episode that's not an hour and 20 minutes long, but everyone was involved? Happy. Everyone. 
Everybody. Phil had an amazing moment. We'll get to all them. Rat Boy had amazing moments. And let's give it up to the ADs right now. This is this is stuff that you you mentioned so beautifully. Assistant here and there. director, ADs or assistant director. Assistant director. So the first yes. AD when when they got this episode way back in the day, and they looked at this episode, they went, "Holy fuck, fuck!" We have eighty two people coming in this episode, and they're all Everybody. speaking. Pardon they're me? all speaking, and they all got they're all a lot speaking, to do. and they all got stuff to do. Here we freaking go. And that's a lot of work and they love it. Trust me. And assistant directors love this shit. Yeah. And the second ADs are calling you, reminding you of your call time and makeup and that the makeup chicks were off the charts this week. Off Everybody props. Anyway, big, big episode. Yeah. So I want to get right into it because I, I truly, you know, I didn't know what I was walking into, but I love episodes that start exactly where we left off. So we, we literally start exactly oh, where we, we stopped. Ever? Did we ever? I love that. Okay. Tensions are running high. Jax is so intense. Fucking hate. And and he really defends juice. Like he fucking. Oh, no. He he was adamant. He was. He he can see his fucking escape route is in jeopardy here. The whole thing's fucking up. Don't even bring up juice's name. He was pissed fucking right off the top. Okay. And I hate to be that guy that jumps immediately into what I didn't like about something. Yeah, no, go. Saying how much, why the fuck was Clay holding the gun like that? (laughs) I've shot a few guns in my day. You've shot a few guns. Who the fuck holds a gun like that? Clay Morrow did on that day. He was point. Did you see he was pointing it up like his wrist? Yeah, no, it was, it was like, Weird. It was, it was weird. fucking and, weird. And, and we we went right into a little well, we'll get maybe we'll and get why are we shooting in closed spaces? I it's just it was I I don't know. It wasn't right. Okay, like, but we did it. Okay, but I want you to think about it. Let's say you and I are in a room. Let's say we're at fucking Olive Garden. We're in a room with like six people in a private room having unlimited pasta, and two people get in an argument. If you fired a gun into the ceiling, a lot of shit can go down. It's it's just shock treatment. It's where <laughs> we're the sons of anarchy. It's a little. Let's bring in some. Get a gunshot in there, would you? Bring in a I gun. Play, know, you do it. I want to know if that's a TV movie thing or if anybody's actually ever shot in the it's ceiling. A TV movie thing. The, you're right. It's 100%. like a cliche TV movie thing, right? It's a bullshit TV movie thing. And no. so maybe that's what Ronnie was doing. This is so bullshit. I'm going to hold the gun like a little bit bullshitty. Yeah. I'm gonna, you know what I mean? Like, let's, if this, if I have to do this, how about we make it look really stupid? Yeah. I'm going to let's turn my that. wrist up and yeah. not my arm. And I don't know what was happening. Okay. So Jax sticks up for juice. I was just saying, I love that he does that. And then what we also see in that scene, which is really important is we see the fear that the cartel is instilled in Big. everyone. Right. Like that. They, you, there, if there they come here, you better be ready. Right. There ain't nothing. There ain't nothing worse on that other side of the line than the cartel. If you fucked up you're that, that's trouble. Then they think it's the prospects. Jax is fucking heated. Jax is heated in this scene. He's ready to roll. Um, we cut to right after we think it's the prospects that Tara is being followed by Unser. We're still figuring this all out. Right. Why he's doing this. Why he's trying to protect her. We're going to get a lot more answers. Soon. I was so wrong in my head as to why he was following her. The, the original time I, I started something about the letters and shit. Now I, from watching this episode, I remember, uh, and we're going to get into it, but I guess clay 
has scared the shit out of Unser for Tara, and now he's going to follow her. Yeah, and he and again we get into he has a great little speech later. But as this is happening, a little Traeger pulls up. Not to be confused with a Traeger grill. Traeger pulls up and uh, they say half of Satan spawned. Yeah. So that's, this referring is our... to, that's referring to her mother, Colleen, not me, of course. Right, of course. <laughs> Tig is not. It's, no, no, is it's, not it's Colleen. It's Colleen. Okay. My, so my we've wife. mentioned Dawn and Fawn. What season would you say? I uh, first came up when I was. Uh, gonna kill opie in season one we're in a truck and tig was having you know opie's a, a rat he's got to go and me and him are in a truck and we're going to that warehouse where the dolls were yeah and i am i'm sitting there and he goes you you gotta go yeah he goes what dawn and fawn like that's where that's where it came right up. and i think he says like of course it is or of something like is. that yeah. right okay so here she comes rachel and- minor rachel minor what a little beauty. She Amazing was so actress. fun to work with. Yeah. You want to talk about a giver and a listener been in it. That yeah. girl, man. She's been in some great stuff. She's a great, great actress. Stuff. Great, great actor. actor. Um, okay. So we're trying to find the snitch. Can one I just my- say one thing first? Yeah. Theo, this is what, for me, makes storytelling for series that work amazing meaning here's dawn she's coming to see dad mm-hmm. oh we get to see dawn was sutter and the team and the cranking out of these were they thinking of season five were they thinking of what's going to go down with tig with her we need to meet her now like for season five my point is that that juggernaut of a writer's room for a series like this when when juice ends up doing what you like to look down the line, yeah. To plant, how far in advance how are far they in thinking? Advance. I think that, and again, just from writing some stuff and being involved in some stuff, my thought is that you go back to some of your cobwebs and you go, like uh, something's coming up, and you go, yeah. Wait, we mentioned like you know the Venus thing is a great example where they go Venus. We mentioned the Venus yeah, in season yeah. one. Oh. You yeah. know what? Call Venus and we'll tie it all in, right? Because we know that if you tie things in, there's even a moment in this episode where Emilio says something about losing his son, right? And we all remember yeah. that, right? Yeah. Happy, you sure do. You know, you doing the churro salesman and hits him with the thing. So there's always tie-ins, and I think tie-ins to past events make audience members feel more part of it, right? Because they're like, "Oh, I remember that." So if you remember Dawn and Fawn, and then you see her, and you go, "Yeah." Yeah, they mentioned that in season one. Real fans feel more reassured. And I think that that's what they pull from. I don't know if they necessarily have a plan down the line. I think with something like season three in the Irish season, they do have plans of the ramifications of that. But I don't know if on these little things, I think they're just happy coincidences. Well, there you go. So we're trying to find the snitch. There's one of my favorite scenes in this part. And I think it really, I didn't, obviously, I didn't know any of this when we were filming and I haven't seen this episode. I saw, I've always seen parts of this episode because I've seen the, the big kill that happens in this a million times. Well, you had to do ADR and, and for sure. Yeah. yeah. But one of the scenes that I loved in this, and it was a great way to humanize something that's going to happen later, was the Miles, Happy, and Tig scene. Yeah. Pounding of the hammer. Yeah. And everybody's Having laughing. Miles and screaming. 
and we're it's laughing inside. Fucking great, right. great, because it shows their humanity. It shows that they're fucking with them. It shows all this stuff. I have a question. Here's my question. <laughs> Again, stupid nitpicking stuff. Okay. Where did the blood come from on Happy's hands? The makeup department. <laughs> right, right. Tracy, I mean, get a little blood in this hammer just to make sure that we're, we're telling the Where audience. did it come from in Sun's world? It's fucking happy, man. I mean, that's when Charlie gets so pissed off in that first scene. I got to call happy right fucking now. Get happy. Ooh, why does happy? How did happy get blood on that hammer and his uh, hands? He, there's always blood on happy's hammer. Okay. Okay. So he probably <laughs> cut himself. If it's happy world, he cut himself and bled on himself just right. to do it. Okay. Right. So in that moment, we go outside. Did you notice when Jax pushes Filthy Phil that he right. almost fucking... He almost knocked him right over. He almost knocked Jax over. It, that, 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 well, Charlie went bouncing into a redwood tree. You want to talk about, you know, William Lucking being a redwood tree. Chris. Chris I mean, Reed is... Chris Reed's a, is, is as, as sturdy as it gets. He's as big as it gets, like yeah. size-wise, like tall-wise, big-wise, like everything. You yeah. know, we got we got to get him on this show. Yeah, we got to get him on the show. Got to get he, him on the show. He, first of all, he's fucking great in this episode. So he so um fucking good. Jax and I know Charlie too. You know Charlie on the day was like, I'm gonna fucking just run up. And I'm push gonna him. knock him down. Gonna knock him down and fucking he bounced Phil, right off of him like point. And Phil didn't even plant his feet. He was like on the move. Like he was off balance and Jax looked like a flea hitting a brick. <laughs> right. So I love that. Then Tig runs up and is like, I got to go. He got the call. Right. I got, I got some shit. I got to go. Yeah. Um, and you see something in Tig's face, right? Like this is, and we're going to, this is all going to play out later, but. There's something there, right? In Listen, that moment. Tig, yeah. Tig, Tig has not been a very good father. He certainly was a shitty husband. He's a bad boy. He's a biker. He's Tig Traeger. But to hear that your daughter has showed up, it's probably, it's probably, I don't know, man. That's as good as it gets for him. I mean, got to go see Don right now. I'm out. Yeah, he's, and no matter what, he's no matter what, he's not I'm even out. thinking about it. So we're back at the clubhouse. Chucky has a crush right away. Right Chucky away. He has a crush. Um, something's going on that's funny in this. And these are those little things that make this show so fucking spectacular. Is her name's not Dawn anymore. It's yeah, she Margo. changed it. It's Margot yeah. with an X. <laughs> First of all, by the time you even fathom what the fuck she's saying when she says that, it's already one of the coolest things ever. It's really so fucking cool. And I'd forgotten that until I rewatched it last night. I mean, Margot with an X. Come on. And there's your title. What? Right. <laughs> and, and there's your title. And when you go, where's with an X? Margot with an X. And then you start spelling out and go, Mark, M-A-R-G-Y? <laughs> E-U-X is very French. Fucking great. Margot. Right? Okay. So Chucky's got his crush. So we're giving him that little beat there and that little story. And that's when he's at his finest, when he's kind of awkward and being whatever. Um, Piney says, probably my favorite line. Great. Say it. It's Great. nine o'clock. Yes, it is. He, yes, it is. Yes, I it mean, is. He's just fucking chugging away tequila. It's nine o'clock in the morning. Yes, it is. 
Yes, it is. What a fucking line. What point, a delivery. Gemma. No, it's fucking brilliant. What a line. What Come on, Lucky loved those sitting at the bar. Shit, he had one line here, one line there. He's got a great scene coming up that we'll talk about, but yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah, it's so, so it's a fucking fun. great line. So Tara and Gemma now get in Ima's face because Ima okay. comes out. Like, Tara's going to punch her out. Tara's first thought is Jax is back there. Correct. Now, this is the first one of the few times where I got to tell you, this was a strong choice by Ima. You would think everyone in the charming world, if Gemma rolls up on him like that, is backing down. Ima didn't back down. She didn't back down at all. Interesting. Very interesting. You know, you know the ramifications. It's Gemma Teller. Like, you can't. I feel. I feel that I'm has been through Jax and that whole thing with Tara already. And now it's she's with Opie. She's been invited. It wasn't her fault. And she's sta- you know, standing her ground, man. And now here we are. Everybody's pulling guts. <laughs> Everybody's pulling guts. I just love when you say it like that. Everybody's okay, let's pull guns. some guns out. Pulling what? guns. Like, like literally would be one of the most traumatic things in the world. Everybody's just pulling guns out. Yeah. At any moment, gun go off. Somebody can die. Pulling guns, right? Which I'm really happy what happens later with Piney. But here we go. Guns are out. Threats are flying. I'm as, you know, going to get the fuck out of there. But and here's, you know, Margo with an X, Dawn, right in the middle of all this. I can't even hug her yet because the guns are out. The guns guns are are out. out. Nobody knows what the fuck is going on. No. Poor Margo with an ex. Poor, Poor Margo. daughter. So now we go to playing roulette with the prospects. And I got to say, this is fucking great for young actors. This is great for any fucking actor. What oh are you going to do God. with the small amount you're given? Well, you I know do? what I know what Opie's doing with his small amount. He's showing off the biggest tricep I've ever seen in ever. TV like history. history. It looks like a they, horseshoe. He had he had one line and he put his arm down and Ryan made sure that we could all see what he's been working on in the gym. That fucking tricep was the size of my nose. Had its it own call. Had its own call time. <laughs> they were like, Ryan, you come in at nine fifteen. Triceps at half hour later. Yeah. <laughs> his but tricep, honestly, do you see? We're going to get into it, but you got you to tell me because we've, we've scuttled over a, a little bit, but Juice, at this moment, right here, right now, and the previous three scenes that we've... Bro, it's got to be so tense for you. Well, you know, I wanted to play it as... I remember trying to figure this all out. Like, what am I going to do here, right? And I felt... What I wanted to make sure I did with him is like, this is such a fine line, right? Is don't overplay your hand. Nope. But you have to show that you are a fucking absolute roller coaster train wreck on the inside. Could not have said it better myself. So let the eyes do all the work, right? Let the eyes be wide, but let everything else like be calm. So the only time he actually kind of you see 
him lose it is later when he like literally backs up and he's like, no, no, let me go. Yeah, in. yeah, yeah. Now we'll get, right. we'll get to that. Beautiful. We'll get to the physical of that, but everything else okay, was like, cool. I just wanted you to bring that up now. Yeah. So I, you know, again, where you can't, what you can't do here, what I couldn't do is overplay it, which would be like, uh, no, uh, no, no, no. So Guy Ferlin directed guy knew exactly what bug to put those close ups in. He knew exactly how much was too much for juice and what we needed more of at any given moment of the pressure that kid that character was under at that time. It was fucking phenomenal. Yeah. And I, I, I love the editing in this, this, this episode. Great director. And, and so again, now going back to this young actor thing, um, come on, man, these kids are prospects. We've already lost some prospects. And we got Rat Boy and Amazing. Filthy Phil. Deer Hunter. And they scene, read this roulette. script. They read this script. They're thinking Deer Hunter. They're yeah. sitting with the guys. They're with the A team. We're all in the room. Everybody's together. What are they going to do? Jax is handing them. What are they going to do? And I got to tell you, their fucking choices were magnificent, right? Even Rat Boy saying, like, they can't be loaded. That would be like murder, right? Like, like just, just great. great. And if you think about it, great. what a great point, Rossi. If you think about it for Rat Boy and Chris to filthy Phil to be there and to be given the lines and to be given a choice of you might have to blow your brains out. Well, you know what? There's no not only is there so much pressure, but there's no pressure. Yeah, because you're going to fucking blow your brains out. So so I guess. I'll just be as real as I fucking can. In and this they were crazy situation. They, they were. Have. And I and I got to tell you what they probably both didn't realize at that moment is in a weird way. That scene is also an audition for them. Like yeah. that yeah. scene is Kurt and the rest of the powers that be going. How's this going to turn out? How do they pop on camera? Because these are solo shots, right? These, yeah. They're getting their first solos. They're getting their first singles of them. How are they going to pop? How are they going to play it? And how's that going to, what's that going to look like down the road for them? Because we've all been there. Yeah. And you, you as an actor, you got to go in and go, okay, here we go. Right. Everybody talks about, you know, you're going to swing at the plate or, you know, there's nothing bigger than luck is important, but opportunity meets preparation. So, so fucking true. I'm so proud of them. And I, and I really enjoyed both of them in that scene. I thought it was so good. Um, okay. Boys got to go. They get the call. Shit went down at the clubhouse. They're going to get back to you. I I was saying it's a fast moving episode. Now, here's this is what I want to talk about. You getting the explanation. You played this. Just let me explain my reasoning. I want to hear it. You seem to play this opposite of the way maybe someone would play it. When she's explaining everything to you, the way you're taking it in. I'm just I'm, I'm so curious to know if Tig, not Kim, if Tig believed her or it was irrelevant or just wanted to hear her talk. It, this was. I, I don't know how to say this verbally is this was like a different Tig. I felt like I was watching a different Tig Traeger in the scene. This was as close to Kim Coates as Tig has ever been this scene. And I'm going to tell you what I mean by that. I wanted to plan nothing. But I wanted to really immerse my head in I'm seeing my daughter 
for the first time in a long time. She's coming packed with bear. She's got tears. Something's wrong with a younger sister. It's all new to me. It's all new to me. But I keep going, what about mom? Did you go to mom? Did you go to mom? And she, fuck Colleen. No, she's gay, gay, gay. So then you see me, I, by watching it last night, I remembered, I was, I was trying to figure out my little girl is more like me than I ever thought. She can mm. fucking lie with the best of them. Mm. She can be emotional with the best of them. She's got her dad wrapped around her finger like the best of them. So I'm just going to look away at times. I'm going to, I'm going to be in it with her, but I'm not so sure this is really true, but I'm going to give her the benefit of the doubt. But at the same time, it was like, there was a moment where it looked like he just enjoyed hearing her speak. Everything. That's the first thing I said to you was I'm seeing my daughter for the first time. And she's got all day Coca-Cola's in front of her. Got all day. Sure. Bobby, he'll, he'll make you some meatloaf, make you some muffins. You're hanging out with me all day. So brilliant. So humanizing for the Tig character, right? And you have yeah. a lot more of that, obviously, down the road when it gets to the Venus stuff and the dog stuff. But you're taking this guy. Yeah, cool. Again, you're taking this guy who's this, you know, written as this homicidal maniac. And now we're now we're three dimensioning, you know, putting him into this really humanization of a person. And, uh, and that scene to me in particular, I didn't realize it till I was watching it where I was like, wow. Yeah. Cool. So good, cool. Good pickup. And a nice, a nice button with Chucky and Bobby. Eh? When Bobby goes 12 grand, I, I can, I can, you know, I can, uh, I can, I can stop her. I can get her to stop eating for whatever. Her, I can get her to stop binging and that for, look. for nothing. And Chucky looks at him and goes, really? <laughs> looks right at his stomach. Really? Such a fuck. And they did fuck. like a, it was like a tight shot on his tight shot. Chucky. Like a Bobby was this. Funny. So Gemma updates everyone. You guys are, uh, well, yeah. those guys are walking back and Piney fucking unloads on Opie. Which, if he did that in real life, Ryan might not have had. He might not have gotten up for a long time, for sure. Okay. So. Boom. Shakalaka. And fuck, man, the way he delivers that shit. Again, I, I can't keep talking about how William Luckin is just so incredible. But he basically tells him what everybody else felt. Yeah, uh, for sure. And And when he says, I don't even know who you are anymore i mean there's nothing ryan can say there's nothing opie can say no because he's right dad's right there's no way out of that no for for him um okay so now we go and tara basically opie after alone oh jackson opie have to have a heart to heart right yeah. like this is this is a problem yeah right and I think for the audience, this must have been peculiar because Opie always seemed like the hero of the show, right? Yeah. We never really get to see him as doing anything malicious to anyone. Not really. Right? Every other character has done something bad. Opie really hasn't done anything bad. He's been, he's never reactive. It's always things are happening to him. And at this moment, even for me as such a huge Opie fan, I go, hmm, that's not 
that's not the guy we all love. Like that wasn't yeah. cool. That wasn't the open. And then what Ryan does so well is he's also fighting against that where we know it's not him and he's doing it because of whatever, maybe he feels like he should. So we even take these like um, incredibly pure characters for lack of a better word. And like, take them down a notch and be sure. like, you know, don't brilliant at that. Yeah. Don't love him too much. Yeah. Because he's also has problems. Right. Yeah. Um, once we talked, that- we talked about that with, about Charlie's character, about Jax so much about how Jax was our hero. And by the end of this whole fucking massive run, my goodness gracious. Well, Lost. I, mean, I, I, I got to tell you, if I ever had to point to one thing, that started the the argument against Jax being a good person, it would be this episode. Yeah. And and speaking of that, what happens later? So Tara basically shows her concern. Really, Jax, Jax basically goes up to her and basically says, like, hey, I I get it. I understand. But like, let's be cool. Now let's just yeah you you hurt me you hurt you hurt our boys you hurt our whole family sure she lets him know like don't don't fuck with me right yeah but what's really interesting in that scene is Gemma right after it so fucking diabolical knows exactly what she's doing she's stirring that urn man she's got her witch cape on she's going you're with me she knows exactly what she's doing and you know who else knows exactly what she's doing. Jax, Jax Teller. Cut to a hundred seasons later where Juice is in jail and said, Gemma's behind every lie, behind every, every lie. single thing. She is basically saying at this moment, go handle this motherfucker. Yeah. Okay. So Clay sees Unser. I love uh, that. Uh, can, I, can I just say, how is Unser still asleep with all these bikes pulling in? I just in love it. Pu- punches are being thrown and people are screaming. I love it. And there's gunshots going off. And there's just- perfect Dayton. That's Dayton. Perfect fucking writing in Dayton. And then Clay strolls out there and threatens. So, okay. So I got a, I said threat with three underline. Okay. So wait, are you telling me that a couple of episodes ago, we find out about the letters. We find out, about you know, Gemma's coming out to the, the trailer to see answer. And then Clay's coming right after. And there are all of a sudden they, they, the letters are being burned and not all of it. And Clay's and uh, saying to answer is some shit. Are you telling me that answer on his own now is worried for Tara's life enough that he's going to follow her. And now in this scene, Clay's noticing that he might be following the doctor. Like it's too much for me, bro. I don't, yeah, I'm with you on connect, that. I can't connect all the dots right there, bro. Yeah, and I think that if you had to throw a ladder across trying to link these two mountains, I would say that Unser is basically realizes that Clay might have lied to him about JT and that someone got hurt. Ah, there you go. JT. That might be that might be an interesting yeah, and sure. what he's saying is, I don't want to see someone else get hurt via John Teller like the same way, and I'm not going to be complicit in it. And Clay basically reminds him and goes, "If that's what you think, but remember, if I go, if down, I go you down, go down, you go down." Yeah, and okay, I got to tell I'll you buy that 
there's two things that happen in this episode. Two, two little things we're stringing along. We're setting up Jax to be not as noble and as good a person as people started to think. You got that right. And we really set up Clay as the enemy. Well, this is it. I mean, it's coming up. This is it. In a few scenes, it's coming up with yeah. Romeo. Clay is the motherfucking bad guy from here on out. He's the biggest you, enemy of anyone. I got to tell you, I obviously lived it with you. I kind of forgot when the dart was thrown into the dartboard. It's right here. Fucking episode. Season four, episode six. With the an beginning X. of Clay always had bad intentions, maybe in certain ways, but it started last week with him saying, I killed John Teller. But then you could still say, okay, well, maybe he's changed. He really loves the club. He's a good person. No, no, he's not. Oh, not and only I, is he not, he, he's, he's getting out. He wants money. He's getting out. He doesn't give a fuck. No doctor is going to stand in his way. It's fucking tense right now, bro. All right. Where are so we? Miles walks out and tells Clay there was no one in and out but us. All, all of this is pointing to a really bad situation for Juice, right? Yeah. Um, we cut to that Lila on this roof scene with Opie. Um, obviously, Lila's upset. They, they, they voice everything that they've been dancing around, right? Lila yep. tells him that she had the abortion. Yep. Opie says he's going to pack his shit. It's over, right? We think it's over for now. Um, bit of a bit of a forced scene, I must say. They both did it well, but a bit of a forced scene. Well, I don't know. Well, I, I, a couple of things I don't like about it. Uh, I'll stick with the one thing I don't like. Why, why do you have to be on the roof? Seemed silly that she would climb up. I mean, she has those big heels. There's a ladder. It's just the whole thing seems silly. I love that explanation. <laughs> <laughs> so, what did we have to use that that location that day? No, it's a studio. We don't have to. That, use it. That's a camera choice where they're like, you know, it would look cool, but it's not a logical choice. No, logical choice would she be sitting in a car? Yeah, didn't didn't work for me. But, right, but all right, whatever. Whatever. So let's go to a scene that I thought did work, which is the juice and chib scene. And I'm not saying it because it's me. Okay. So let me start. Yeah. So what I found not only fascinating about this little scene and so needed about this whole arc of this, of the show, but who came up with Tommy sitting up there looking down on you? Because I'm telling you what, bro, that was the most perfect way to start that kind of a tone of a scene by having Tommy higher than you. Who, who do you remember? Tommy what is then? a fucking master. I remember that day as clearly as anything. Tommy is literally a fucking seventh degree black belt master at things that you would never expect. Like he does things and you don't even, it's almost like he plants a detonator. And then like, when you see it, you go, Oh, that's why. I don't even know if he knows he's doing it. Right. But on that day, he wanted to sit up high. And Beautiful. I was basically in a pacing. And it was like, and no pun intended, it was like a gladiator type arena where he's Beautiful. looking down. Oh, Beautiful. Guess what? It, well, that, that's the first thing I mentioned. Unbelievable. Good. So here's what's really interesting. I didn't know this. And this is going to be something that's going to play out through the episode. He fucking knows the whole time. Well, okay. I said, what an incredible scene with you boys. Great. Loved it. Did you see that Chibs stare back 
at Juice Look, um, when you said, okay, well, that's coming up. When you said, clear out, give them 15 minutes. Yeah. No, he knows. He, he knows. He knows since the beginning when, when we're at Alvarez in there, he's looking at me. Yeah. He knows the entire fucking I think he does. time. I think he does. I forgot that. But guess me what? Too. Stunningly played. Okay. It, by the way, it makes it even more tragic that he did know the whole time. And now it also explains why he was so fucking mad down the seasons later because yeah. he knew the whole time. So we're talking about the role, the rules, by the way, fuck, man, fuck all these stupid things. I don't realize that are so amazing. Chibs, wife, Fiona, me yeah, bringing up Fiona. Yeah. All, like yeah. every little. Yeah. Every little zip tie, every little thing you can tie on is there. Yeah. Okay. So we know yeah. Chibs knows something is up. That's why I love that scene. I didn't know that when we were filming it because I'm in my own nope. world of like, yep. I'm in my own world You're of like. You're playing your own juice world as you should. Get the coat back. Get it back in there. Yeah. Get it back away. So Jackson Clay saying it has to be one of the prospects. And here is Juice trying to delay again. Right. He's just trying to delay. And I think when I think about what I was thinking about this many years ago, delay as long as you can to try to figure something out. Don't let these guys get killed. And Chibs, again, knows they keep cutting the Chibs, man. He knows. Um, so Uncha goes to see Roosevelt right after this. Yeah. This is an interesting scene. Roosevelt plays off like he is. Great. Uh, you broke up a little bit. Roosevelt, what? Roosevelt plays plays off like he doesn't know who he is. I know. <laughs> it, was, it was so fucking good to see the tables turned where Unser always sat behind the desk and now he's in the front of it. Yeah. And, and, and then, and then like just their interaction, Unser always is pretty, uh, pretty hardcore about that he wasn't paid off from the club. Beautifully, beautifully written, beautifully played. Pretty great. Right? He literally needed to tell Dunbar, listen, no one, no one, no one bought me. No one bought me. I did what I felt I had to do for this town of charming. I, that's what I did. And you can think whatever you want, but that's what I did. And, oh, and, and by the way, by the way, the doctor might be in trouble. And he goes, what are you, what are you talking about? He goes, just, and, and I love how Lincoln said uh, how, how Roosevelt said, but I'll be coming for you then if, right. if something does happen to her. Like, fuck me, man. And I think that Unser at that moment realized that no one's going to help her. No one's going to help her. Right. So this is where he takes this next plan into place, which we'll get to. But I think that Unser at that moment, that was his last lifeline where he's like, okay, let me just go to fucking law. And by the way, if Clay had someone following me or if anyone sees me there or if anyone like this is, this could be bad for Unser. He's just a citizen now. So I think that at this yeah. moment, at this moment, he's making a really bold decision of, I got to try one a lot more of risk. thing. Big risk. Big risk. Cause the, 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 the final, final risk would be him going Tara. Clay might kill you. Right. That's <laughs> like, right. like that's the final. That's right. So after this, this Here we is, go. Yeah, this is it. I mean, this is such a fucking. Here we go. This was so crazy for me. Like, what was that day like? What was that scene like? What, like, 
Did they give you lots of takes? Like, what was it like? Bro? No, no, and not at all because of the blood gag. Because of blood and all we the only did it twice. We only did it twice. Yeah. So here's this is a little one of these things that everybody needs to understand. This is a weird moment. Frankie Potter and I, who played Miles, friends forever. You've known Frank for a long time back then. Friends for a long time. Hung out all the time. In New York? No, he's from New York, LA. 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 We really started hanging in LA in 2000, and this show's in like 2011. Yeah. Right? Okay, so 11 11 years. Um, There's a big move for him playing Miles on the show. And then I'm going to kill him. And you know he's leaving. But it's fucking monumental for everybody involved. And you know it's something that if it's done right, it's going to work. Never be forgotten. It's hard because you feel really bad for your friend. And at the same time, you're also like, fuck, glad it's not me, right? <laughs> I'm going to be yeah. here. Yeah. Um, that was a fun stunt. The problem when it comes to those big blood gags, that was my idea. So let me, I, I don't ever want to take credit for anything if I, if I didn't do it. I hate when people do that. But I told Guy, Kurt, and anyone who would listen, if we're going to do this and we're going to shoot in close range, I want to be fucking covered in blood. I want blood everywhere. I want it all over my face, all over me. I want it to look so fucking crazy that you're like, holy shit, this was so traumatic at the moment yep. of what happened. Um, and then just cut. And it's very similar to what I said when we, when we do something that's coming up with the tree and the hanging thing, where I was getting more vocal as Theo. Good. I was... I was not the scared actor that I was the first three seasons. I was starting to have a have reasoning where I would go, no, 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 don't just railroad through this. We can do something cool here. And, uh, you know, which you, you know, you talk about what you did with the handcuffs and 100%. your daughter later is you start because the, the thing that a lot of people don't understand about TV shows, filmmaking in general is everybody's moving a million miles an hour and they're fueled by fear. So everybody's just trying to make the day. They're worried about saving money and they're, they're not thinking of the things you're thinking of. And the things you're thinking of are on a different level than they're thinking of. Not worse, not better, not whatever. You're just thinking different. So I wanted to say, hey, you know, it'd be really cool here if we fucking do this. And if it's a really close shot right at the face and spray bottle or whatever kind of gun unit they whatever have, you can do. Whatever you can do to make the shit out of me with blood in my face right now. Yeah. So, uh, so we did that and the stunt was wild because I had to get shot in the leg. So we had the squibs, which you've all wore, you know, you wore a bunch of times is they put them under your shirt and you could feel them when they pop. Oh yeah. So it's nice to react to them. Um, Happy keeps shooting him after the the gun thing, and it's probably one of the best lines. Did you get him? (laughs) Did you get him? Jim says, as he's helping me up, as a member lies dead, did you you get get him? him? Yeah. Yeah. Happy's look is like, yeah, I did. I think I did. I think I'm pretty sure I did. 
four four slugs in the chest. Yeah. So I want you to think. Oh, about what a day that must have been, though, bro. Oh. Seriously, like that. I wrote down like, you know, what a, what a huge scene this is, not only for Theo, but for the whole show. And we know that one of these characters is not going to continue on. No. And that that was it. That was the climax of your inner struggle from stealing that fucking Coke, from being in the pickle that Roosevelt's put you in. I mean, this this fucking didn't need to happen. But of course, that's what makes good TV, great TV and brilliant TV is it does fucking happen. Yes. I can't tell you over the oh. years how many people I can't tell you 20,000, 30,000 people over since this since this storyline aired. Why didn't Juice just tell them? Why did he not take the Coke? <laughs> and I, what I want to write back every time, and it's my default, is then it wouldn't be a TV show. Yeah, and it wouldn't be as exciting. I'll tell you that. Right. What? Then, then you wouldn't have All a storyline. Right. So then that was just brilliant. And then but, we have. But I want to tell you, I just also want to give Sons a ton of credit because we had the ability on this show to take a very traumatic moment, a loss of a member, a, a horrific moment, and button it with comedy. Yeah. Do you think you got him? I mean, like literally, and, and I laughed out loud. I laughed out loud at that line. Yeah. That's the beauty of when something's tense is yeah. to add the comedy at the it's end. It's great writing. It's really great, it's great writing. writing. Yeah. Um, so Bobby, Gemma, Tig scene. You got to tell me because Dawn is playing him. It, he, he doesn't seem to care. Are we... Uh... Are we talking about the, the swing set? Or yes, going to the, the end at the swing set. Yeah, yeah, we're having fun there, man. I was just, uh, you know, it's like, and everyone says, "Are you going to really give give her that money and and all that kind of shit?" Yeah, and it was a cute scene with me and her. I, I love those. You've been scenes. on those swings a lot. Yeah, they well, they were they were built for me and Kozik, and now me and my daughter get to play on them, and it's it's kind of fun that we're actually using them. We had a lot of fun on that. But 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 the way they're trying to, you know, Tig knows they're trying to, Tig knows that she's lying. Yeah. But it doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Yeah, I'm, I'm confused at what scene you're talking about, bro, because the, the one at the end is where she's about to go. Are you talking about that one where she's getting in the car and leaving? No. No, at the no. swing. At the no, swing we're talking set. at the swing. At he knows set. at the swing. Yeah, he knows it this way. Yeah. And then Jemmer and, and Bobby are trying to convince him, like, don't get involved. We called Fawn. Fawn's fine. This right. everything's He's fine. He's in Chicago with her boyfriend. Yeah. And and, and I'm going, just I know. like I know. What am I gonna do? So so here's my question. Did he know the whole time? Uh I don't fucking know. I don't, you know, I I I, I don't know. I think I played it earlier, like I mentioned to you, where I was questioning her, but so happy to have her talking and being with me, being the dad that I wasn't. I don't know. There's a, it's a very complicated father-daughter thing that you want to do as much as you can for your little girl. Is that Tig? And again, I'm not sure if it was ever in canon or if it's ever part of storyline, but that was Tig's only wife and kids, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he had a few other... <laughs> He had, a, he had a pretty wacky word for them, but
but he had a, a few girls in his life, but that was the only, the only kids he's had were those two. Yeah. And I will say that I, and again, I, I know it's a different time and a different era, but it really doesn't matter what it was. I thought the Gemma line at the end of the button. Didn't like it. it. Yeah. I don't need that. Didn't like it. I don't need that line. No, it was too much. I don't need it, it was, from her. I don't need that line. It's no, there's, 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 you know, remember when Tig said, this is why I beat up hookers. Yes. That was kind of on the edge, but it was funny and it was all right in that writing of that arena. I didn't like this last little punchline here. It was supposed to be funny. Wasn't it's funny. Not funny. No, it wasn't funny. No, I it agree. wasn't. It wasn't funny. And it was. I hate to sound like like uh, like the old person on the lawn. It was uncalled for. It was, it was uncalled for. <laughs> wasn't needed at all. It was uncalled for. Yeah, I agree. Um, okay, so. Uh, oh boy, here we go. Yeah, motherfucker, motherfucker. Come on, Theo. Did we really have to make Clay that guy right there, right then? Like here we are with Romeo, with Shit. with fucking Treo. Shit. Would you kill the dog? I mean. What must have that been like for our millions of fans around the world to be sitting there and their tea goes flying, the popcorn drops? I don't care if you've had inklings or a little suspicion, maybe, but no, that's not. What just happened? Clay's commissioning the cartel to kill Tara. Boom. We just killed Miles. We just blew him away. That's why this episode is so nuts. And you want to know what makes it even worse? What? It's when he's fucking walking away and Jack says, we all good? And he goes, yeah, oh, bro. wrapped his arm around him. Wrapped bro. his arm. He, he called Chris and yeah. fucking rap boy Laurel and Hardy. Yeah. He's in a good mood. So I said he went into full sociopath mode. Yeah. Like he literally was like two seconds before laughing and smiling. I'm going to fucking execute a mother of her children. Oh, and by the way, it's my son's wife. Holy this God. is it. This is it. This is the part of the show of the season of Sons of Anarchy where Clay goes full sociopath. Yeah. And, 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 and again, it's hard to watch because I know Ronnie's thoughts of it and you know that it's yep. setting something up and you know that, you know, when you play a bad guy, you know what you're getting into. Like you go, oh, I'm the bad well, guy. Can I, but, can I, but can I just say there, right? Stop you right there. When you or I or Ron or anyone plays a bad guy in a movie, you've read the movie. You know where the movie's going to go. You don't know how you're going to get there, but you go yes or no, or we'll play the gray. And oh my gosh, I can't wait to get into it. But when you sign up as Clay Morrow, on Sons of Anarchy or Tig Trag or, or Juicy Pants, you don't know necessarily where you're going to go. And you this might be the a, hero. You might be the hero. And this was a moment, bro. You and I are so close with Ron. We love yeah. him. We always will love Ron. Fucking amazing actor. And I know as I had struggles with certain storylines, as I know you did, as I know Charlie, we all did. But this was a struggle for him at that moment to be going, Oh boy. Yeah. We're How do I come back from this? How do I ever come back from this? Yeah. And it's, and it's, it's again, what you just said is so fucking important because 
in a movie, you know, oh, I'm the bad guy. Let me figure out why he's bad. What were the intentions? Why did he become like this? Let me go through his history. But now all of a sudden you're on a TV show and you're getting scripts and you go, yeah, wait a second. Yeah. What? I'm doing that. Yeah. Oh, fuck. There's no coming back from this. <laughs> so it was similar to when I read like, oh, he steals the Coke. And I'm like, my first question was, am I going to die? Yeah. Yeah. Because you can't steal from the club and wait, then what? Then I kill a member. What? I know. Fuck, man. You know, Holy so you shit. start to, you start to go. I'm not going to be. I'm not long for this world if this is going to happen. Right. Yeah. So, and then you realize now that you and I are doing these Reaper reviews and our beautiful theory pod for Patreon that this is why we get to talk about it because the heart and soul and the guns and the action and the sex and the rock and roll and the shit that went down in the show is why we're fucking talking about it. So strap it on, strap on your seatbelt kids because this show is only getting better and better. Well, before anybody straps it on, um, let me tell you the one thing that, uh, that this is how I know I didn't know anything about the show. I'm literally sitting there going, who's writing this letter to Tara? Had no idea. No fucking idea. I'm like, Theo? Is, it, is it the cartel? Is it <laughs> Roosevelt? I'm like, who is it? Is it Julio? That I Romeo no went, went to my idea. little letter for Julio. Not Romeo. a fucking clue. Strap it on. I didn't know what was happening. I was like, what is I'm literally sitting there going, who's writing the letter? I thought I this was gonna play out for like a bunch a of episodes. I thought that in the writing room, someone went, wouldn't that, oh, let's just throw it in there just to throw, fuck it up a little. No. Stupid. Stupid that I didn't know. Okay. And, and a minute later, they're going to tell me who it is. So it's like, what, what the fuck? Is, why, why even? <laughs> so Tig gives her uh, yeah, the money anyway. All, yeah, let's just get this out of the way. It wasn't 12 grand. I'm oh, okay. You, I'm telling Good. you right now, it wasn't 12 grand. It oh, was God. A couple I was going to ask you that. It was like 500 bucks. It was four. We talked about that. And we didn't need to bring it up. It wasn't important. The important thing was, is I, I helped out my daughter. She's in a cab. There's Bobby and Gemma hugging each other at the end of that little scene. And I yeah, it was a little odd. They were like super buddy, buddy, super buddy, buddy. But I think, you know, the violence that's about to come up here again, it's always a let's give a little love and then let's smash someone's face up. Well, I mean, then Opie's all alone, right? We see that. And before that, that's Charlie's to- room, right? Yeah, that's Charlie's room in the at back. The club. The room at- yeah, it's I mean, it's supposed it's to be everyone's any- room, but it's everyone. But it's it's become de facto Charlie's room. Over I mean, the- he over hasn't the lived thing. there a year because he's with Tara in the house now. But I yep. right. got gotcha. you. So. um. I mean, he still made out with Ima a bunch of times, right? Leading her into this, right? You know, he makes out with her. They're, they're, you know, they're hooking up. They're swapping spit, as they say, as the kids say. And uh, then he fucking smashes her face. And the more, I don't know where the choice came from. Then he spits in her face. A little uncalled for, or is it just me? I mean, it's pretty fucking uncalled for. I mean, what is happening with Clay and Jax at this exact moment in the show? What is happening to our two lead boys of the show? What the fuck are they doing? Well, we are making them more enemies than. Oh, my God. Like full enemies at this point. Anti-heroes. Like people say, oh, anti-heroes, like full anti-heroes. They, they both are. 
And 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 before we forget, I want to say that you getting stitched up in your bottom with that beautiful song near the end of the thing. Yeah, I was so nice to see someone else getting stitched up rather than my ass on that fucking table. It was so, so nice to be reminded ass. of your cute little butt up there getting all stitched up. Boy, you're all you're all I mean, the morose. I was morose. That's a good word. Yeah, I was morose. No, that's a good word. You played that well then. Yeah. Let me ask you a question. Did Ima deserve it? Not like that. Not like that. Not like that. Even though she pulled the gun and there was a kid there and all that kind of stuff. I I would I would I would not have done that. Mm. I would have been, I don't know, man. I'm not sure what I would have done as the character, but it wouldn't have been that. That, and, been, the, and the spit was like excessive. It was just excessive. It, so that was whatever. Listen, as I'm sitting there morose, um, Chibs takes juice. Unser, we find out Unser's the one who wrote the letter. The great mystery that happened four and a half minutes before <laughs> it is now revealed. I don't really understand that. Yeah, it was answer all along. Good for him. And the alarm yeah, didn't and then go we off. End, we end with that note. Um, okay. It's a weird thing to end with, but sure. Why Why is that note so important? Well, well here's what I took from it. And I know fuck all, as, as all of us know. I know nothing about this show. I have to tell you that I think this is answer's way of making sure she sees it in the morning and gets to Jax or gets to Tara or I'm sorry, Gemma or gets to a cop or gets to fucking clay, get to somebody that am I in danger here? Yeah. That, and that was, this is what I call the last straw, but there was one thing that was done really cool in this montage that I wanted to bring up that, you know, before we wrap this up is, Tig's getting nostalgic with the pictures. Yeah, and so is Piney and Piney too. See, that's what I was going to say. What a great connection. It's a great connection of like great family, family connections, man. Family. It makes makes you as the viewer, again, we constantly talk about humanizing characters. You, Tig, is sitting there showing and laughing and looking at these pictures and Dawn and Fawn and the young. Beautiful. And then here's Piney in a completely separate area, separate home, miles, miles away, whatever he is, doing the same, same thing, thing about his son and showing that how distance their relationship is now. Yeah. And I just love those little fucking moments, man. I think they're like some of the coolest shit in the show because I'm just coolest like shit in the show. It just humanizes. It brings another level for who they are. And I really like that. We, um, could, never, we could never get enough of it. Never get enough. But yeah, I love the episode. Um, I thought it was a spectacular show. Me too. I think we're going to. Um, oh, we're trying to bring someone on next week, right? So we are, Theo, um, because you run this show. I'm I'm your lackey. So happy to do what I can to Jim Coates. I'm going to get Jimmy Coates to come on next week. Yeah. Jim Coates. From Alberta, from Rocky Mountain House, just outside of Red Deer. He's excited. He was going to be my stunt double, but we couldn't yeah, afford him. Bring him on. Um, I might bring in Jimmy Coates. Yeah. No, we're we're trying to get 
Well, we're not trying. We haven't even tried yet, but we're going to. And I'm sure it's going to work gotta out. Call. We got to call this. Well, we got to call someone for next week's episode, because as as you just said brilliantly uh, 10 minutes ago, an hour ago, this show is now not stopping. And this not show particularly did not stop. And this fucking thing does not stop now. No. So, I, I'm, I'm starting to remember. Sorry, Rossi, but I'm starting to remember now, even for me, because I forget so much. But now I'm putting together at the end of season four. Now I'm putting together what happens to you in remembering shit. And now I can't wait to watch these fucking shows. Oh, see, I'm, I'm, I'm the, op- I'm going the opposite way where I'm like everything I thought I knew, because I think it all mixed together five, six, seven, four, five, six, seven, whatever. Like I, it's all now convoluted where I'm like, like, I had no idea about this letter stuff when answer. No, I didn't know. Like, I didn't know, I didn't know about the IMA. I remembered there was something when IMA, no. but I didn't, I didn't and know. I, let, me, let me reiterate what I mean. I mean, for Tig. Uh, I mean, I'm remembering now from Ron's statement to Romeo about going to killing Tara. Yeah. I now start to remember Tig and Clay's relationship. Uh, and then from you, what you're going to do next week, I can't wait to talk about the next show. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's, it's starting to come back to me now which is yeah it is and um so if you're watching this if you're staring at kim's bottom lip that has no hair on it if you're listening to the soothing sounds of the saskatoon voice of kim Coates, um hit subscribe hit like uh, review if you want we yeah. love that too yeah do a review write a comment go check out our patreon page and our other podcast theory there's a lot going on over there. Um, we keep talking about that because it is uh, it's, it's a, a lot pretty, of work. It's a it's pretty fun. It's a lot of fucking work. But I want how much fun do we have? Are yeah, you we just right did. Now? Yeah, well, we do those welcome videos for everybody that joins on the, the Reaper Crew, Crew level. level yeah, um, you know where we give those shout outs and uh, and it's a, and it's just a totally different show and it's a lot of fun and um and I can't wait to see what we're getting in next over there. But we appreciate each and every one of you. Um, let's go. Here we are. Season Let's four. Let's go. Jason Let's Pants. go. Love you, buddy. All right. Love you, buddy. Talk to you Get soon. Out of here. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate each and every one of you. You know the deal. Theory pod, hashtag theory pod, capital T H E O, small R Y, capital P O D. If we're talking Reaper reviews, it's the hashtag Reaper reviews with the double R. Go everywhere where the where this podcast is available and go subscribe and follow Apple, Spotify, Google, iHeart, wherever. And uh, and then if you want to see the videos, go on to YouTube and subscribe to the page. We got some cool stuff coming. Um, like I always say, this life goes by in a blink. So stay up, stay awake, keep being the example. Um, and let's keep making a difference. All right. All right. Hey, yo, shout out to my crew, the theory team, the team. Okay. Starting with my incredible editor, Caroline Kawash, to the incredible design skills of Cesar Arvello, to the other designer slash web slash everything, Justin Tordella. Go look them up. Go follow them. Go thank them. They're an incredible team, and I wouldn't be even remotely able to do a second of this without them. So shout out to the entire Theory team, uh, or as we say in New York, big up. 
um, incredible people, incredible humans, and I'm fortunate and proud to have them.